Em, can you believe we are in our third season of Interview Boss? Not really. It's crazy. But that means there are over 90 episodes we've made. (gasps) Oh my God. Scrolling through all of our episode titles, you might miss an episode that actually is exactly what you're looking for. Yes, we get so many messages of people asking us to do an episode on something and we're like, we already have. So we've put together playlists to help you find the episodes that are best suited to you. If you're applying for jobs, we have episodes about resumes, cover letters and job ads. If you've been offered your dream job, we have episodes on resigning, exit interviews and how to impress at your new company. Yes, and we even have a playlist for if you have an interview like tomorrow and you need just our most recommended episodes, just the ones you really need between now and then. Exactly. It is all there for you. You can browse by category. Check out the playlist at www.interviewboss.com.au forward slash podcast. And that's when you can end up feeling like you've gone in and you've gotten a complete question that you didn't expect, you didn't prepare for, and you don't know what to do. Hey everyone, and welcome back to Interview Boss. My name's Emma, and I'm a radio journalist who's teamed up with my sister to give you advice, inspiration, and support when you're looking for a new job. Sarah is a HR and recruitment professional, and together, we're excited to give you all the tips, tricks, and behind-the-scenes knowledge to help you in your career. Hey Em, and welcome back everyone. I hope your new year is treating you well. Yeah, and if you're a new listener, maybe it's a new year, new me, new job kind of vibe, then (laughs) welcome and we're so happy to help you on your job quest. Yes, Em, who are we doing a big fat shoot your shot shout out to this week? This week it goes to Chantelle. So she booked in for a coaching session with Sarah and she gave the following feedback. Sarah provided me with extremely actionable and tangible advice that gave me the confidence to walk into my next interview and ace it. The advice was also relevant across a number of roles I was applying for, which was extremely beneficial. It felt like learning a new formula that could be applied to any role or in the future. A great investment and use of time and would 110% recommend Sarah's services when you want to stand out from a crowd and make an impact in your interviews. Oh, um, thank you so much, Chantel. That sums it all up perfectly. And I love how she said helpful for all the jobs in the future because that's right, you don't just hone in on whatever job interview they're going for. You're picking out their best bits, helping them with their storytelling, which you can use in any future job interview. Totally. And all of that stuff you get access to. So you take away all of the notes that we talk about in the session, as well as the recording of the session too. So you can keep that and download it and come back to it in six months time when you're going for a promotion or whatever. So yeah, definitely useful in the future as well. And to make this story even better, Chantel updated us before the break with one job offer locked in and another on the way. What a superstar. All before Christmas. How good's that? So I haven't heard which one she chose yet, but congratulations, Chantel. I'm sure she ended up somewhere awesome. Absolutely incredible. And if you want results like Chantel and need a bit of help to get there, check out Sarah's one-on-one sessions. You can find out all about them at www.interviewboss.com.au forward slash coaching. I was just thinking, do we really need to say the www anymore? Like, do people know that or like... It would be nice because it's a mouthful. So I'm happy to stop saying it if we can collectively agree that (laughs) 
www always comes first. Yeah, assume the Ws. Maybe we can write um not W squared. What's when it's W three? W cubed. Yeah. W cubed interviewboss.com.au. Anyway. Well, if you liked an episode, you use a tip that we sent you or you need an episode that we haven't covered yet on your situation, your industry or something really weird that you're going through, slide into our DM, send us an email, send us a carrier pigeon and you could be a person we shout out next month. This week, we're going to be talking about how to know what they'll ask in an interview. And I love this because I feel like people are expecting a big cheat sheet from us and we're so boring and we're always like, it's not that straightforward. But we are going to come in with some tips. Yes. People Google this stuff. What will they ask in a blank interview? And so we're giving the people what they want and people want to know. Exactly. So let's get right in. So Sarah, how do you know what they'll ask? (laughs) Well, I'm going to be really annoying and say that the first thing is that you can't. You just don't know. There is no possible way that you can tell exactly what they're going to ask. It depends on the company, the interviewer, the mood that they're in, the training, whether they have the standardized questions or not, whether they just had a bad interview before you and now they're asking questions about that. You won't know. And that's the end of the episode. (laughs) (laughs) Clickbait. Now, for long-time listeners, they'll probably be answering this in their heads. I wish that this was like a live thing so I could be like, hands up, interview boss listeners. What do we know about this? And then like Jenny up the front will put her hand up and I'll be like, yes, Jenny, top of the class. But we can't do that. So, Sarah, for new people or for people who need a refresher, why don't we recommend Googling questions and preparing for those? Because you'll be too focused on the question and you'll do all of your preparation around these questions that you think you might get asked. And if you don't cover the right question then you won't be prepared for that thing. And that's when you can end up feeling like you've gone in and you've gotten a complete question that you didn't expect, you didn't prepare for, and you don't know what to do. So unless it's possible and you've got enough time that you can prepare for every single possible interview question, then sure, you can use that method. (laughs) But I don't recommend it because you end up getting too specific to every version of it. And then if you get one you're not prepared for, you don't know what to do. So instead, what do we tell people How do we tell people to prepare? Yeah, well, the thing that's not going to change, regardless of what they ask you, what won't change is your experience. Every interview you walk into, your experience is the same and it's not going to change. And you can become the expert on what you've previously done and get those stories ready. It's not natural to be talking about your experience the way that you do in an interview. It's not really anything we would do in any other situation. So, If you prepare your stories and your best bits, we like to call them, our most popular episode of all time is called The Best Way to Prepare for an Interview. And it's, I think, our third ever episode. And we talk about this strategy there where you prepare your best bits and your stories so that when you get a question, you can think, cool, which one of my stories matches? And then use that because your stories aren't going to change. You leave knowing that no matter what they ask you, you're going to be able to sneak one of your amazing stories and examples into that question. You come up with a story and it can be tweaked to whatever question they're asking. Yeah. Anyone that ever did like English exams and they told you to come up with a pre-prepared essay response and then when you get in there, you tailor it to the question, that's kind of what you're doing and the way that you should think about it. You didn't just like turn up to the exam and go, oh, I wonder what they're going to ask. Like you knew vaguely what they might ask, right? And then you just do a little bit of tweaking on the fly. 
same principle. So we do know, though, that most interview questions these days are probably likely to be behavioural, as in, tell me about a time when you had to manage conflict in the workplace, when you had to work alone or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Or you had to build relationships with stakeholders. But the great thing is that your stories can be used for situational questions too. Now, what's a situational question? That would be like, Emma, I want you to imagine that you're in a meeting and someone just cut you off in the middle of your sentence. What would you do? And you can say, well, actually, that has happened before and I found this particular colleague and I, blah, 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 and you can go into what you did. I would get so thrown if they said that because this would be my response if someone did that. You can't see my face, but it would be like, (laughs) and then just like wait for them to finish and then be like, as I was saying before, like, is there really much of a tactic to that? Like what, yell over them until I win dominance? And also the thing with situational questions is that they're hypothetical. And in a hypothetical world, I'm perfect. It's like hypothetically by the end of the year, how much money will have I saved? Well, exactly what I plan to. Like, hypothetically, everything's perfect. That's why we don't tend to ask situational interview questions because you can just say that you would do everything right, but that's not necessarily what you have actually done in the past. So we try and ask you about your past behaviour. Interesting. So they want the actual proof. They want the hardcore what's happened, not the imaginary shit. Yeah. When this happened last time, what did you actually do? Because that tells me more about the way that you think about things than some hypothetical answer. But what I'm saying is they might love situational questions and you might get an interviewer who asks you all of those But if you've prepared your stories, they'll still be useful. You won't really ever have a situation where all your prep is useless because, again, it's your experience. Like, that's what they want to know about. To get some hints, if you want to be a little detective, go through the job ad and look at the requirements section, what they're saying that you need to have or should have, and turn them into an interview question. So, Sarah, give me an example of a dot point and I'll give an example of what question I could prepare for. Yeah, sure. I'm actually going to find you a real example. Great. We love real examples. Build data-driven lifecycle marketing and cross-sell strategies to promote product growth. (laughs) Say that again. (laughs) Build data-driven lifecycle marketing strategies, I'll simplify it for you, to promote product growth. Can you tell me about a marketing strategy that you've implemented before and, you know, the success of that? And how it was based on data, right? There's lots of things you can take from that. So instead of preparing for that exact question, don't think of it like that. What you need to do is prepare for, okay, what kinds of stories could I use to answer that question? And so you might want to have a story that relates to being data-driven in your decisions. You might want to have a story that relates to life cycle marketing. You might want to have a story that relates to product growth. And they might all be in the one story, but you want to make sure that whatever you're coming up with touches on all those three topics so that you've got all your bases covered. Don't get too focused on what exact questions are. Remember, we're trying to come up with stories here and your stories, they're flexible on the go. Hey, Job Hunters, big news. Our all-new course, Interview Academy, is live and ready to transform your interview game. It's all the strategies from Sarah's one-on-one coaching, but without the limited time slots. Yep, it takes you step-by-step-by-step through crafting your career story, coming up with your awesome best bits, and all the practice you need. And guess what? It's at a special launch price, never to be seen again. Get more information at interviewboss.com.au forward slash interview dash academy. It's linked in the show notes below. 
So give me another one. I feel like the people want a couple of examples of this. Experience working in a lead role on one or more projects. Perfect. Can you tell me about a time that you were heading up a project? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Super general, you could use pretty much any project management example. What about ability to distill complex concepts into meaningful tasks and achievements? Tell me about a time that you've been given a really convoluted project and how you managed to get that done. Mm-hmm. Love it. Anything complicated that you had to break it down, even something that you had to explain to someone who was outside your field or something like that could be really relevant there. Yeah, there's lots of different ways you can think of that. Don't get too worried about what these exact questions are, but you're using those dot points, every single one of those dot points, like copy and paste them into a document to work off. This is literally what we do in a coaching session. And we go through each dot point and make sure that one of your stories would cover that. Now, you can also look for other skills in the job ad. For example, working with X team, you know, stakeholder management and those sort of key buzzwords can also help. And you might find that they don't have them in the requirements section, but in the body of the ad, it says you'll be working really closely with the sales team and you'll think, okay, building relationships is obviously something else that I'll have to do. They haven't had it as a requirement necessarily, but I should probably think of some things that relate to building relationships outside of my team. This makes me happy because it's also simple, isn't it? And if you don't really have it explained to you like this, you overthink it. So I'm just so glad we can be providing this simple life-changing information to help empower everyone to do better. And you're out there Googling what questions do they ask in a project management interview, but They've told you in the ad what they're looking for. But also, I feel like when you Google what interview questions, it's just generic ones. You rarely find like for a project manager or for a journalist, like they're just the generic like strengths and weaknesses, whatever, which if you're going into like a really high or just any niche job where it's detailed, like they are going to be wanting to ask detailed, relevant questions, not the generic what are your strengths and weaknesses questions? Yes. What are your strengths and weaknesses? I know. And like, honestly, if that's the takeaway from this whole episode, mic drop right there. We've got a very awesome free resource for you guys. So keep listening. We'll tell you what that is shortly. But yeah, the amount of times that I've seen people go, oh, I've prepared heaps of example questions. And what they mean is, tell me why you've applied for this role. What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? How have you handled conflict? I'm like, That's really good. Don't get me wrong. You should cover those because you don't want one of those to trip you up, particularly when they're so common. But also they want to know about your marketing, not about your strengths. Like they're there to hear about your marketing campaigns. So practice some of those things. It's like people neglect all the important stuff and focus on these little fluffy ones that let's be honest, if you go into an interview and they ask, what are your strengths and weaknesses and you haven't prepared, that's something you can just make up on the spot. Like you don't want to be making up on the spot the important experience about why you're qualified for the job. So it's just about reframing this whole entire way that we've been taught to prepare. Yeah. And as well, strengths, weaknesses, those kinds of questions, you tend to be able to get away with like a bit of a shorter answer as well. Whereas for a project management question, there's a lot of detail that you kind of have to throw in there to show how well you manage that project. So you want to be prepping that stuff. Everything that we've just said is the most important thing to consider when trying to work out what they're going to ask you. Yes. And if you're only going to do one of these things, one of these sections, because you don't have much time, do the parts that we've just talked about and stop listening to this episode. Stop there. (laughs) The second part is optional and only when you've done the first bit. Now, don't go breaking the rules. (laughs) Right. 
Once you've done those things, then you can have a look at some common questions like the strengths and weaknesses, like we've just said. Once you've got your stories and you want to see if you're missing anything or have a look at how they might ask about a topic, go and find some interview questions. Yeah, so you might then want to look up questions about stakeholder relationships. You might want to look up questions about project management because you know they're going to ask about those from what we've just done. And you've got examples, but you want to practice like how they word it. How might they ask that? Yeah. And I can see why you might want to familiarize yourself with some options and just to understand what an interview question sounds like if it's been a while. Now, because we're interview boss and we're the bosses, (laughs) we don't do things half-assed. And We had a look online and there isn't really a good list of a whole bunch of questions. It's really scattered. It's a lot of random different websites. They're vague. You know, there's not a powerhouse place to go to. And if you do find a big list, they're all really generic because it's trying to be interview questions for anyone, whoever might need them. The longest list I was able to find was like a list of 20 or so questions. And I'm like, that's just not enough options of what you might get asked. And I really wanted to put together something where... You could go, okay, here's the topic I think I might be asked about because that's what the job requires. What might they ask me about that topic? And to be able to filter by that stuff or going, okay, I want to see some situational questions. What might they ask me for that topic but a situational question? So we put together a free download with 174 questions categorised by whatever topic they're about, what type of question. This is an Excel nerd's dream. Yes. And I'm still adding to it as well, to be honest. Every time I see more questions or I come across more or I find a resource or I think of something that hasn't been covered, adding more and more and more. So 174 is just the beginning. It'll grow and grow and grow. How many of these came just off the top of your head because you've asked so many questions before? Like were 100 you and 74 were research or what are the odds here? I have scoured the internet. (laughs) But also, yeah, just came up with, okay, here's the ones that I've actually asked recently. Here's some of my favourites. Here's some that I've heard from other people. Collected them from all various different corners and places. So there's 174 there for you and you can filter. So you can go, hey, I want to have some questions about leadership. Show me all the questions about leadership. Show me all the questions about teamwork and have a look through those. And you might just want to scan through and go, is there any of those questions that would really stump me and I don't have a story for? Or maybe you want to do some practice with someone actually asking them to you. Now, I know this is so exciting and you're all saying right now, thank you, Sarah and Emma, you're the best. I love you. I know. But you're only allowed the treat, the sheet, the document, if you did the things in part one. Get your stories ready. Because if you look at the questions first, you might freak out. You'll get overwhelmed. This is a step-by-step process. So <laughs> Trust us. Do the work first and then once you have your shit together, come and look at the giant overwhelming document and just filter only by what you need and you're going to be in heaven. And I'm going to make this so that you can't see the shared version. You have to make your own copy or download it separately yourself so that you can have your own version and you can delete the ones you don't like. You can cut it up however you want and you won't go in there and have like somebody else clicking around and ruining all your work. Great. So that's our present to you. You can check it out at W squared. No. (laughs) 
www.interviewboss.com.au forward slash resources or we'll put the link below in the show notes. I'm pointing downwards, but you can't see. Yeah. The link is always in the show notes to our resources. All of our resources are on the same page on our website, so you really can't miss them. But we'll put it front and centre for you because this is our newest resource and I think it's going to be really popular and hopefully helpful. And let us know if it helps you. We can't wait to hear about how you go navigating the big document. Using it responsibly. Yes. Thanks so much for listening to Interview Boss. If you like hearing the sound of our voices, hit that follow button in Apple or Spotify or better yet, tell someone else about the show. That's how we can hit the charts so we can help even more people. For more advice, inspiration and a supportive community, check us out on Instagram at interviewboss. We've been your job search besties and helped you in some way. There's a cool way you can support the show. Shout us a virtual coffee. We get a huge kick out of reading all of your success stories. Head to buymeacoffee.com forward slash interview boss and shout us a cuppa. If you keep us caffeinated, we can keep the content coming. Whoa!